Hey everybody, and welcome back to San Diego Gundam Podcast, where today we have a very special guest. We have the Krosama himself, Dennis the Man. So thank you so much, Dennis, for uh, joining me and Walter today. Um, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Uh, just hanging out. Um, really beautiful Sunday afternoon. So, you know, can't wait to go ahead and talk about some good Gundam topics. Ooh, okay. Well, I hope you're really, really happy about this week's Gundam topic. We're going to be talking about age. So, um, if people don't really know, you can hop onto Krosama's channel on YouTube. This guy right here, he's got 18,000 subscribers, so he doesn't really need any shout-outs from us. But, come on, man. We can, you know, the more love that we can give you, the better. And, uh, you know, his channel is pretty much the number one spot on the internet. Hands down, bar none. For Gundam Age products, news, reviews, and everything else. And I know I just stole that from Robert 184, but it's okay. <laughs> you can start using this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, has, he, he not, hasn't used that for a long time, from what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> he has not. <laughs> um, bless his soul. He's he's like half the reason why most of us are even doing Gundam YouTube's in the first place. I remember his yeah. ten videos were fantastic. Um, but but Des, you have tons of Gundam Age stuff. Uh, you know, you you are reviewing a bunch of different products, and then you were just mentioning that you're also doing some sort of stuff on Discord as well, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, so basically, we're doing uh, like a watch party of Gundam Age. So every Sunday in Japan time, and I think uh, Saturday night over in the U.S., uh, we do air one episode of Gundam Age. Uh, so it's kind of like how, you know, back in the old days, before we had binge watching, um, you know, we're watching one new episode a week. Um, even though Gundam Age isn't necessarily new, uh, but a lot of people in the Discord or just people in the Gundam community in general have not watched Gundam Age. So we're just trying to give people a very authentic experience. And in 49 episodes, we'll easily clear every single one weekly before the end of the year. That sounds fantastic. So for people who don't know what Gundam Age is, it is a Gundam show. <laughs> that came out in uh, 2011 with a runtime from October 2011 to September 2012. And it was notorious for being made in collaboration with a video game company called Level 5. And for a lot of people who don't know what Level 5 is, they're the people who brought to you things like uh, Yokai Watch and, and things like Nina Kuni. So think like that, that Ghibli kind of art style, but with the hardcore, fast-paced action of Gundam. Uh, to me, it's a blending of, you know, two amazing worlds. And I think we're kind of going to go into this topic of, while we both think that Gundam Age is really awesome, unfortunately, the rest of the fandom doesn't quite agree with us. So where, what are your thoughts on that, Dennis? Yeah. Um, so like I, we, uh, we talked about before, um, essentially coming from, you know, 2007 with Double O, a very serious anime, a lot, of, a lot of very strong themes and elements to the anime. Um, then you go over to uh, Gundam Unicorn, which I think the OVA started in 2000, 2009, 2010. Yeah, um, that's right. The Unicorn right. started, and yeah, those those OVAs were fantastic, beautiful animation. Um, and in between there, you have like Gunpla Builders, which was like a one-off uh, OVA. But going into Gundam Age from all that in the past, I think it was just a little bit jarring for the current audience at that time. Uh, they probably just really wanted something more serious. And of course, I remember at that time, they're like, where's Crossbone Gundam? You know, people were just like hammering, we want this anime. 
And of course, Bandai did not give it to him. So I think it's just people not liking the anime because it wasn't what they wanted and also because of the um, the key animation. But I think the designs are overall well-loved because it's the same uh, des- uh, mechanical designer as uh, the guy from uh, Double O, uh, who's also done a lot of stuff with like Gund- Gundam uh, Bill Fighters. Yeah, he has a really unique futuristic type of style that when animated, it looks really amazing because you have that hyper-glossy, really realistic kind of look. But then because the designs are so simple, it's very easy to animate them in dynamic poses or to stretch them out during, you know, during in-between frames. Um, so for people who don't really know what that kind of means, uh, if you look at Obari style, when you have certain action scenes where you have elongations of legs or arms in order to showcase uh, dynamic angles and, and action poses, you need these these sections of in-between frames in order to effectively showcase it. Because if you're sticking with the standard model um, of how the Gundam is supposed to look or how the character is supposed to look, it will look too stiff and it won't uh, really show the audience how cool the designs actually are. And, um, and that was always really troubling to me because like what you were saying, Dennis, Gundam 00 was a hit and the mobile suits are also a hit. And with the same mechanical designer from the 00 bleeding onto Age, you would think it would be kind of a no-brainer that people would also like mm-hmm. the stuff from Age. Um, but I guess I'm also kind of technically wrong because the Gundam Age model kits, in my mind, did pretty well. The Gundam Age 1 Normal is actually probably one of the most recommended master grades and high grade kits and even you um have a, a particular affinity to this kit am i am i right yeah um i think they, they did very well in terms of merch sales i i don't know the numbers i don't even know where uh to pull those uh those sales numbers um i, I want to say in the beginning like in the arc one of uh age one like the, at first maybe like four months of age i think the merch the extremely well but once they started getting into uh the late arc two and arc three arc four i'm pretty sure sales just completely dropped and i think around that time is when they canceled uh gundam age so they had to shorten the overall runtime um i think they were planning like 54 or 53 episodes and they busted down to 49 um but i, I think merch sales overall uh, did very well and that, that's probably because the age one normal is a very well designed suit it's a good homage to the granddaddy, uh, the RX-78-2, but it's also keeping like a very slim and sleek uh, race car pretty much design, which I know people make fun of the spoiler, uh, but the spoiler makes sense because it's connected to the age system, which um, basically receives different information, and then that goes into the age OS. Um, so the spoiler makes sense. Sure, it could have been something else completely. They could have just made like one antenna, but if you look at a lot of the uh, previous um, production designs and, and uh, prototype artwork, it didn't look that great without the uh, spoiler and the way the spoiler was designed kind of looked a little weird. But I think the final product, I mean, it just, it, it's, to me, it's perfection. Yeah, to me, I really like the idea of the H system because realistically, it was a show that promoted 3D printing. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. the, the Gundam Age system is a giant 3D printer and for anyone who who looks to Gundam as a source of technological inspiration, I cannot 
I mean, I feel like Gundam Age helped to spawn some sort of influence in the boom of 3D printing right now. Not to say there's a direct influence, but I'm sure a lot of people probably saw Gundam Age and thought, hey, that's a cool idea, and then saw 3D printing, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to throw a couple thousand dollars at this. I'll give it a shot, because I saw it on TV, yeah. and it looked pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the model kits, mm -hmm. I thought, were super fantastic, because the, the suits that we got before them, or the, the model kits we got before them, were the double O line. And the double O line, though they were really fantastic suits, they never really had um, that 360-degree movement with their thigh swivels and with the, the arms. But Gundam Age had that, but then on top of that, they had the the interchangeableness of it. So, like, if you got an Exia kit and you got an Arios kit, the arms wouldn't always match up with each other. But for Gundam Age, at least if you're dealing with all the Gundams, um, everything was literally interchangeable with one another. And I thought that was super yeah. cool. And they also looked really good. Um, they were, like, almost canonical, almost. Um, but yeah, I I always really liked the Gundam Age uh, merchandise. Uh, though, you know, we can say a couple of things about like uh, like the Denizene. I know that that one's a kind of unusual kit, and I yeah. thought it was interesting. <laughs> um, the Vegan suits are, I would say, the most lackluster of the entire Age uh, model kit line. But that's that's because they just went with a really bad choice with the ball jointed hips. Um, still, I'll say most of them have uh, double jointed elbows, so mm. that's really good. Uh, I think they have double jointed knees, uh, but it's really just the the ball jointed hips kind of restrict a lot of the movement. Um, but everything else is is fairly solid. Um, I think most of the vegan kits really have a minimum uh, amount of stickers that's required. I think the only one has like Legolas probably has like a lot of stickers. Um, I think the Bakto has like a lot of the chest stickers and the head sticker. Beam uh, cannon. But for the then. most part, I mean, what's that? Oh, for the beam cannon, I think on the, the Bakto, I thought like it kind of has like that little like sundial flower design. I think all of those are basically <laughs> stickers. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I don't like stickers, but um, I still appreciate how, how, minimum they used for the age kits in comparison to the double uh the double o kits because those were really bad like exia just looked horrible if you only apply stickers it was just like yeah. at least with age one normal um you know i shown like hey you know a lot of the parts are separated enough to where you can just paint it with a gun to marker like the age chest is white um but it's connected to the the, the chest fence but when you put the front piece on there it separates the the parts so you can easily just paint the the age symbol uh, from yellow to green, and when you put that part on there, I mean you're good. Um, yeah. And the eyes are raised, so you can just paint the eyes green, and it's already a great part. So you don't need to paint black; you can just leave it gray, and it looks great. Yeah, they're fantastic looking kits. And uh, so for all those people who are who are watching this uh, nice candid conversation, it actually isn't terribly candid because we've written out some questions, and so we're gonna go a little yeah. out of order. Um, so since we're talking about the model kits, I actually kind of want to ask, do you think that with the introduction of the build series, do you think that uh, the reception of age has actually gotten better or worse? Because I know a lot of people who are just like, dang, I really like the age two double bullet. And then bam, the Magnum came out. 
And then we have stuff like, you know, the 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 Triage that was released as a Bandai and then, you know, was a somewhat obscure design, but, you know, it got printed in model kit form. So do you think that maybe people have a better reception towards age or do you think the just the designs or, or, or a combination of the two? Uh, I don't think divers or bill fighters did anything for the anime. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Gundam anime is just in the, the backs of everyone's minds. They don't really care too much about it. Um, it doesn't help that it's one of those like harder. Well, actually, no, they just came out with the Blu-rays. So it's actually pretty easy to obtain, but um, it's not on Gundam Info, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not mistaken, I think that's one of the series they just don't want to no. put on the um, the YouTube channel. Uh, but I think with the Gundam Build uh, divers, uh, especially with the Magnum, that probably made a lot more people interested about Gundam Age. And when I seen that, they're like, "Oh, the Age Two Normal and the Age Two Double Bullet looks great." And this is what is basically uh, based on. And right. then they saw like the funnel parts on the uh, Magnum. They're like, "Wait." So the HFX has funnels. That's pretty cool. Oh, the HFX burst has funnels and it has these really cool effect parts. Um, so I, I think it, it probably was like a little uh, rabbit hole to get into uh, Gundam Age, um, you know, as, as a series. But I can't imagine people getting from Bill Divers and then getting into the anime of uh, Gundam Age. Okay. Yeah, I... Uh... I've always been a little undecided on that because there there have been a ton of people who have never seen Age, who have never seen Gundam. They'll look at the Magnum and be like, this is a great color scheme. I like yeah. the articulation. This is fantastic. And then we usually don't really push the conversation past that for some yeah. reason. Um, you know, I don't normally say, well, hey, you want to check out other suits? And they're they're all from the, the Gundam Age line. And, They'll usually buy the model kits, but then it's very, very, very hard to find just general content. Um, even though the Blu-rays had just come out, like you were saying, I think most people who start with the model kits first, they usually just hop onto YouTube and try to look up stuff. And I have the hardest time just finding Gundam scenes from Age. Um, I remember like my one of my favorite scenes was when uh, when Asumu gets the double bullet and he fights the magicians i think it's like the magicians eight and then he does that little twist and like cuts both of them in half and i was like man that's such a cool scene and mm. all of a sudden it was gone and like i just i don't see it anymore uh you don't see any other scenes getting copyrighted or taken down but for some reason the gundam age ones are just like constantly rotating um do you have any favorite moments of gundam age that uh that really stuck out to you um, I, I mean, recently I reviewed the, um, the HD and AG, uh, Spalo. Um, I really just love the entire final, uh, Spalo battle. Um, I forgot the, the kid's name, but he fights the, the kid. And, um, you know, uh, it, it's just a really cool battle where he's, uh, flexing every single thing that the Spalo can do when it comes to the leg needles. He does the, uh, the arm thrusters, which... In my video, I called it like arm energy beams um, because I thought he was slicing with the arms. But I also noticed in, in another scene in that episode, um, he used his arm as a thruster to propel mm -hmm. himself towards the enemy. So I just thought it, it acts as bo uh, both. But yeah, mm -hmm. the, uh, the thrusters on the arm is really cool. Um, the Shiguru blade is fantastic. And a lot of um, a lot of the weaponry this follow has, uh, like 
I just think I think it's just so simplistic, but it's like it's a ninja's way. Like a ninja's not gonna have all these crazy heavy things on it. It's just gonna really have like you know very small projectiles. It's not really for killing, but distracting or for uh, doing some kind of uh, small damage. Uh, and then you know having the, the you know the mobility. I think it's just really cool. So um, the Spalo battle uh, definitely against Zadis is, is my favorite. Yeah, I really like that one. And uh, I think his name was Desil. Desil Gal- yeah, Desil. Yeah. Desil Galette, right? Uh, mm. I think for me too, it was the scene where the Legolas and the Age FX fight. And you had that, yes. you had that, you know, that background music playing and then the Legolas releases all of its bits and then mm. it creates like this sphere around him. And then Keo does the same thing with the sphere of like the um what are they called i, I think the sea funnels sea funnels yeah there you go and then they start clashing with each with each other mm-hmm. and as they fly out into space all you just see is like lines like yellow and like yeah. green lines that kind of like swirl across across space and i thought that was like a beautifully animated scene and it's little mm-hmm. things like that where i'm like i wish people would just pay attention to age more because there's some beautifully animated stuff that's in there that looks amazing and super cool um but yeah like that and uh the one scene where asumu fights uh the like the zetuses or the dorados that come in to the colony and he's just oh going, the the first battle in arc the first battle of like season two and i know this is kind of spoilers for uh yeah. for some other people <laughs> so megumi giant spoiler tag everywhere (laughs) but yeah i think that those are those are such phenomenally like animated scenes that you can kind of sometimes see on youtube i feel like Mm -hmm. if you're a gundam fan you have to you have to see these they're just amazing to watch um so i have a question uh, i have a question sure going into that um preface i have only watched the first arc of age and i stopped so this is my question to Crow. What would be the reason I should get back into it after you guys have talked about all this stuff? Uh, what's the reason you should get back into it? Yeah, what's the reason I should pick it back up and put it on my list of I need to watch it now? Thing. Uh, I mean, for the simple fact that it's Gundam, um, I've watched a lot of Gundam animes that I absolutely hated. Um, I, I truly dislike Double Zeta. And I know a lot of people love it. Um, mm. So I, I usually just like leave it at that. Like, look, man, I just I, I can't get into Double Zeta. Most of the designs aren't my thing. Um, so I think just as a Gundam connoisseur, uh, there's really not that many series. Like, I know it's a span of 40 years, but mm. there's really not that many shows in like comparison to like Kamen Rider um or like doctor who like those have a lot of episodes a lot of different series and seasons um so i think with gundam you know you could try at least get into the first two arcs uh admittedly the last third arc is the weakest of the gundam age series uh, and then it picks back up in the fourth arc um but obviously the reason to get into it the ultimate reason the designs look great it has some pretty dark themes um you know as soon as you get into the first episode I just ain't gonna spoil it. This is like as soon as the episode starts, Keo, uh, not Keo, uh, Flit's mom just dies, like just just gets murked in a fire. So I think with these dark themes, it's really cool. Uh, not to say you need dark themes in Gundam, 
but a lot of people say, oh, it's a childish uh, series. And it's like, eh, if you consider your mom just dying in a fire right in front of your eyes, it's like, sure, it's childish, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, it's mostly the designs, man. And uh, the merch, I think, is like really awesome. The high grades and the massive rigs. Okay. I think I'll start watching. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think for me, Gundam Age does the one thing that all other Gundam shows don't do. And it's showing the consequences of war through generations. And I yeah. think that that because of that, just that one aspect, um, I think it puts into better perspective what the general message of Gundam is supposed to be. Because a lot of the time when we watch um, Gundam shows, all we do is we see someone like Amaro, who is childless. Allegedly, mm -hmm. right? If we're not considering like, Delta Chica's children and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're not and then we hop over to a new main character that is completely unassociated from Amuro, but you know he's being affected by it in a completely different way. Most of these characters' parents are either like turned into vegetables or, or killed off, and so we don't get a proper relationship of how war affects family. And I think that Gundam Age truly explores this through through the generations. If you look at through that lens. I think Gundam Age has a lot to offer. I think the second thing that Gundam Age does really well is the progression of technology. So, mm -hmm. in like, so if you look at the, okay, big old spoiler tag warning. <laughs> so if you look at the Gundam Age, right, it gets mass produced, but then this mass production is actually used pretty far along the lines uh, through season two, three, and four. We see. It's the Adele. We see the Adele continually being used up into season four. And this is like when Flit's like 15 years old by like season four, he's got to be like, like 50 or something like that. Yeah. Right. But the technology it's really in 40 years doesn't really change that much. And that's very indicative of how, how mass produced technology actually applies in in the real world you don't see dramatic changes or new prototypes being cranked out like every six months like you do you see in zeta gundam or like mm -hmm. even like iron blood orphans where you're just like oh yeah we have a brand new model but it's only been a week later it's like wait no technology doesn't work that way that's completely unrealistic but in gundam age like a lot of people say like oh it's just a cop out for them to repeat designs but it's like no that's actually how the industry works and this is setting a more realistic idea of how people should interpret the, you know, the real world. Yeah, but, he, yeah but even anyway. in the real world, I mean, we don't just like abandon things every six months. Like, um, you know, in, in my in my actual um, uh, like region, yeah, we still use a lot of the old equipment. Um, you know, I, I, we still use airtronic burners, which has been around for uh, I think almost like two decades. It's, it's maybe maybe around 14, 15 years. Um, so it's like using equipment that's been around since before I even joined the military. It's it's not unknown. It's not like an anomaly. So in, in, in Gundam Age, that's why I really love is like, you know, it takes them a while to really get in a completely new design out there that's uh, far more superior uh, than its um, uh, predecessor. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook. So I'm really glad that we we're able to, to talk about this a lot because that I, I think that really will put things into perspective for a lot of people who are are thinking about you know maybe joining the military or or you know going into industry and they're like 
hey man how come we're not getting a new prototype like every three months and you're like what are you talking about dude like, that's <laughs> how things work mm-hmm. but uh but cool so um i guess along the lines of um something that you were mentioning before that people are just kind of clamoring over crossbone there are, are huge huge themes in gundam age that are actually directly inspired from crossbone gundam and i think it's kind of appropriate to talk about because you know bandai has been really hitting the, the crossbone uh theories pretty hard with all these p bandai announcements uh as of late and i think for a lot of people who think the crossbone series is really cool and are demanding some sort of animation they really don't have to look too far than gundam age how what do you think about these uh thematic comparisons and um you know the relationship between these two series I mean, admittedly, I've I've never read Crossbow or Damn oh, okay. Life. Um, the most I know is like C book he's carried from uh, F ninety one uh, into the the Crossbow series because I think he runs the Vanguard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, so I, I guess like if I'm looking at F ninety one, I see a lot of just like the dramatic themes, uh, especially when it comes to like different clans like clashing um they have that in, in gundam age quite a bit uh i mean the overall designs are definitely like uh heavily inspired when it comes to um captain ash's uh crew because i mean his whole crew is a pirate you know organization so uh definitely looks like a crossbone type of um of, of you know organization up in there but uh you, yeah, you had to fill me in a little bit more on like what what themes um, are in particular carried over from Crossbone uh, to Age. Oh sure. Um, okay, so this is going to be kind of a big spiel then. And again, Magoovy, sorry, giant spoilers <laughs> uh, for like everything. So the whole concept mm-hmm. of Gundam Crossbone is that uh, there are colonies out in Jupiter, and um, these colonies out in Jupiter, there's an exchange kind of program. And so there's this little kid named Tobiah that that actually kind of is trying to be a part of this cultural exchange program, but then finds out that there's this, this huge um, hatred towards the Earth. So because we're talking about Gundam Age, if you look at the story of uh, the Vegans and how they feel like they've been abandoned and they they feel like they've been left out to essentially die in the harsh conditions of of Mar- Mars, right? I, I can't remember. Mars. This is exactly the same kind of sentiment that is felt by the Dogati family in in Crossbone. The Izelkan yeah. archetype is actually a mirror of the the Dogatis. And uh, mm-hmm. the only difference, really, and it kind of works the same way. So, you know, they they have, you know, children who uh, they want to have better lives, and they somehow interact with the main character. The main character kind of gets impacted by that. Um, the only difference is that Crossbone's a little bit of a darker kind of uh, twist, where uh, the Azelkant type of character ends up being, like, super, super evil and wants to destroy the, the Earth, where... I guess Izelkan also kind of wants to do the same thing, except kind of in a, in a little bit of a nicer kind of way. Yeah. But um, so one of the big things of Crossbone was uh, that the Crossbone Vanguard that was uh, mainly headed by Sicily Fairchild and Seabok, um, they would try to intentionally not kill the people that were coming from the Jupiter Empire. 
and send them back. But when they went back to the Jupiter Empire, they found out that all these people were just getting murdered anyway because water, air, and resources were just so difficult to come by that if you couldn't fulfill your duty, you were just killed immediately. And those same harsh conditions maybe are not really animated in Gundam Age because we're, we're trying to keep things, you know, at least, you know, PG. Um, they are still shown through the uh, the hardships that the Vegan people have to endure when they're shown on their planet that, uh, that Keo actually has to go to. And so then you okay. kind of have this whole, um, you know, Captain Ash intermediary between the Vegans and, and the people of Earth. Um, and that's where you kind of get that crossbone-like inspiration. So the crossbone vanguard is really, um, they're kind of masking themselves as a, as a deterrent between Earth and, and uh, uh, was it? I'm getting my stuff mixed up, and the Jupiter Empire, while, uh, you know, Captain Ash is working as a kind of a deterrent between the Federation and the Vegans. So, gotcha. uh, yeah, so there's lots of similarities, and that bleeds over from the, the first Crossbone manga into Steel 7, where the, uh, not the Vegans, where the Jupiter Empire decides to come towards Earth to basically take it over, because they're fed up. They're just like, yo, man, we're tired of living in our space and dying. We're like, mm. we want a home. And that's essentially like, uh, was it the um, the heart memories of Eden and the Zayhart? Yeah. So yeah, there's there's tons of parallels between that. So honestly, I feel like Bandai and Sunrise actually did give us Crossbone. It's just they didn't give us the Crossbone that we necessarily wanted. So yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's actually great. I didn't realize like they had so many comparisons uh, directly with Crossbone. It kind of makes me want to read uh, Crossbone now. <laughs> yeah and you know what the uh, the funny thing is crossbone looks childish it truly does it looks like astro boy like i always say like this is just a, a, a combination between astro boy and gundam and mm. the funny thing is people love crossbone so much but then when you look at the source material you're like oh i don't really like it but that's exactly the same type of um like hypocrisy that we're kind of talking about that, you know, age is exactly the same thing. It's a childish looking character design with really cool mechs, arguably. It's the same mm. thing as Crossbone. So it's kind of baffling why Crossbone is so successful, but age is not. But yeah. It, but yeah, you should definitely uh, check yeah, it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, read it because I've just never had the interest of, of reading a Gundam manga. Um, you know, I, I always thought like sometimes it's a struggle to watch a Gundam show. Um, you know, namely Double Zeta was a little bit tough for me. Uh, Gundam X was, you know, back in the day, kind of like eh. And then um, you know, just rewatching a couple older ones like Seed, I really I can't get into it anymore. So I always figure like the the manga is usually weaker than the uh, the anime. So I'll, I'll have to I have to re reread or uh actually read the Crossbow ones. I mean, that's what the, the Gundam wiki is for, right? But uh, Walter is jumping out of his seat right now because you said that you don't like Seed. And uh, I, I'm personally a fan of Seed. Walter yes, hates Seed. An another <laughs> brother to the great cause against Kira Yamato. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, lost yeah, one that, we, lo we lost one yesterday. We gained one today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so someone, someone decided uh, they really like Seed? 
you know, he jumped so he we, jumped ship because of a pink mobile suit. Uh, so we we do this thing where we uh we take a look at all the releases that have come out <laughs> over the like the last week or so, and uh, we do like a roundtable where we we say the basic information, give our impressions, and we give a rating. Uh, so our our brother in arms uh, actually gave his highest rating to the Strike Rouge, and Walter was furious. <laughs> The the real grade, the real grade, yeah, oh. with the Grand Slam uh, reissue P Bandai, and we just I didn't understand it because even as a as a fan of Gundam Seed, I don't like that kit. <laughs> I don't like a kit yeah. at all. I mean, if it was like the Master Grade, I guess sure, because the uh, I know the the remake what was it called like like version RM or something like that. Yeah, that's actually like a really really good Master Grade. Yeah, like, the old, I've yeah. never heard. Yeah, like I've never heard great things about the RG for people to get that hyped about it. <laughs> no, no, I I think it it just kind of happened that way. Uh, I don't uh, think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he, Sorry, <laughs> he just he destroyed <laughs> he destroyed everything that our brotherhood stand for. Yeah, it <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty brutal. You're more than welcome to jump on uh, to those as well. They're more of like speculative kind of stuff, and it's really interesting to mm -hmm. see everybody's tastes and and opinions. Uh, usually, what we'll do uh, for people who don't know who's watching this video right now, we'll have two types of ratings: of an objective rating, do we think this is a great kit, a great design, and then we have a rating of whether or not we would actually, as a person, buy this kit. So that way you have an objective score and you have a subjective score for for people. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that that's uh, Walter's happy. That's all we care about. Walter's happy now. Uh, but Dennis, you were saying that you're you're having a, a really hard time sometimes engaging in in you know Gundam TV shows, and uh, sometimes I I would say that's fairly true for me as well. Like I, it's taken me a really long time to watch Turn A. And I think it's just yeah. because I know all the memes and it's, you know, <laughs> I know the cows, I know the Moonlight Butterfly, and I feel like that's basically Gundam or uh, <laughs> Gundam Asia, but that's basically Turn A. And then, uh, Victory Gundam was always really hard for me to get into, but I always found that the video games were oftentimes really easy for me to engage <laughs> in. Are, are there Gundam Age video game adaptions that you really like? Because I know that there was one yeah. that came to the PSP a long time ago that I actually adored. <laughs> uh, so I, I played. Uh, I played them. Well, they came out in 2012, right? I think so. Um, there's, there's two of them. There's like Universal Booster, I think it's called, and then like Excel something. I yeah. I, I forgot what they're called. I, they're made by Level Five. Yeah. Um, and and if you're if you're a game made by Level Five, like it's all the same. Like I always felt like the games of Level Five just really are copy and paste in a way, just with different. You know, uh, different skins. Uh, but if you play Gundam, um, if you played any of the Gundam Age games on PSP, they're a lot like the LBX games on uh, Vita, PSP, and uh, 3DS, um, which isn't like a bad thing. It's just they're all chibi-fied. So if you like the chibi versions of uh, Gundams, um, kind of like the what was it like the, the G um, generations yes, stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so if you like that type of chibi, um, that game's gonna be really fun for you. But it doesn't have the uh, crazy action cutscenes like uh, G Generation has. Um, right. It's it's 
I would say look it up on YouTube. Um, I, I I enjoyed what I played for a little bit back in 2012, but for the most part, I don't think they're great games. It's really cool if you want to uh, do some great kit bashing because um, I know one of them has Gundams from like all over, so you can get like double O Quant in, in your game. You can get like Exia or uh, you can get the RX seventy eight dash two in your game, and I think you can like combine it with the, the different limbs from other Gundams to make your own. It's actually like probably one or, of the. I think it might have been like the first suits. type of Gundam breaker. Yeah, so it's, it was cool, like for what it was. Um, but I, I just I don't recommend it. <laughs> just play LBX. Yeah. All right. That's pretty fair. I I have to agree with you too. Like what I play the games, it was pretty fun. But then afterwards, I was just like, ah, I think I'm just gonna download one of these save files and see what the end credits are kind of like. Um. But I think for people who may not know this, these game cartridges actually had some animated scenes in them with you know different versions of like the age one. Uh, I think it was shoot. I don't even remember. Was it the razor? I think they had an yeah. animated scene of the Razor in there. Yes. So, um, Flit, he's an older Flit. I think he's probably around like eighteen, maybe early twenties. Yeah. Um, but he he sorties in the uh, the age one uh, Razor, like straight out of the D book, which is really cool. Because some people were arguing with me, like they were like, um, I forgot what Gundam group I was uh, arguing, in, but they were like, the Gundam Age One Normal never sorties in any armaments; it only so- uh, sorties in Age One Normal. I was like, no. I was like, there was plenty of evidence throughout the series and in the side animations that it sorties in all these other armaments. So if it sees a battle that is going to be more melee f- uh, focus, you know, Flint would just be like, hey, put me in the razor, put me in the spalo, and then mm-hmm. you know, shoot me out there. So um, I, I, I think it's really cool. I think I think the Artemis is uh the H two Artemis. I think that one's in there as well. Yeah, I really like the Artemis equipment too. I thought that Artemis was super awesome. Like, especially if you combine that with like, you know, double bullet stuff. I was like, oh man, this is this is like whew, beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, uh, other than those two games, I really don't know of too many other video game adaptations. If you want to count Gundam Breaker, or if you want to count GBGW, GBGW has actually been giving it kind of some love. You can tell they also don't like Gundam Age that much. Um. Well, so when I, w- I went to an event uh, for the Gundam Battle Gun for Warfare game, um, yeah, I was talking to one of the Sunrise guys. I forgot, uh, I forgot their name, but they work for Sunrise. They said the director of Gundam Battle Gun for Warfare in Japan actually truly loves Age. It's his favorite show. Really? Yeah. That's- so that's they were explaining that that's why you okay. see so much Gundam Age in the game. That kind of makes sense because we did get the you know we got uh, the Age or the tri-age uh mm-hmm. we basically have every rendition of the age suits i guess that's that's really fascinating because the community tends to think that if you put the suit as an event suit then it means the developers don't like it but i guess we should oh. be really thinking of it the opposite way that if they're putting it as an event suit it means they really like the suit and they want to invest the time to actually create it in game because uh, and two think... of the um, two two of the arena suits with age, uh, the Farzia and the Darkhound, both arena uh, rewards. Yeah, and we have the age two. We have double bullet. We have the Titus, and I don't, I don't think we have the Spalo. No, not not yet. Yeah, but we have the Glonsa just this week, and then um, mm-hmm. we have 
all the H3s, and we have the FX and the Legolas. And we have Zedis. And Gofran. Um, uh, yeah, the Gofran, not, not the Zedis. We have the, the Gofran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we actually have quite a bit of Gundam Age stuff. It's just not, you know, Sokai level parts or like, you know, a Ven level part, but whatever. Yeah. But, but that's good to know. That's actually really great to know. Um, so you got, you got one person in your corner. You got another person in your corner, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you so much for, for your time with us, Dennis. I, I think we have one last question that we really want to, uh, we really want to know your honest opinion. And that's, um, what do you think of Gundam Age's message to the general audience, to the, to the viewers who were watching in 2011, 2012, and for those of us who maybe like Walter are going to be diving into it nowadays, and what do you, what would you want people to get from the show? Uh, in terms of like a, like a message? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I would want to say what I feel from Venom Age is that conflict is bad, and it's it's kind of like what you see nowadays. Just uh, not you know not to get like political, but what you see on like social media, you see kids you know grow older, and they resonate whatever things that their parents or their grandparents said to them. Um, they may not actually think that way, but it's just the way that they were raised. Um, and you see that with Gunna Mage, um, there's a lot of them, like a lot of the characters has like a certain feel, but it's because like, you know, their guardians or their brother, their, you know, like uh, superiors kind of put that into them. Like, hey, you need to do this. You need to be this type of person. Um, you know, Flit luckily did not really do that to Asanu, but Asanu was like kind of just dragged into the conflict uh, as, as Kyo was because Flit, <laughs> spoilers, but. Flit kind of like, you know, puppeteered him like, hey, call, call it the H3. He probably has um, that big old arcade Gundam versus Gundam machine <laughs> over for Kyo yeah. to play with when he was like three years old. And I was like the most hilarious <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. He's like just training him as, as you know, as a little baby. Well, because Austin wasn't even there. So, yeah. of course, Flit had to take that role. But, um, I mean, luckily at the end, everyone came to their senses. So, um, yeah, I would just say the message I get is, is don't listen to whatever p- older people tell you. Uh, don't take it as face value. Do your own research and see if something is as bad as it seems. That's probably what I take from it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Dennis. Really appreciate it. Well, I think that's pretty much the end of the video. Thank you so much to everyone who's been able to tune in. Please like and subscribe to the video if you would like to see more content. And visit our really good friend, Dennis, the Krosama for more content age-wise. This video has been brought to you by Gunzo, um, actually a a nice little shop in downtown San Diego that has been supporting us. Uh, They have tons of really cool Japanese uh, novelty items as well as Gunpla and God Hands. You know, Mm. believe it or not, there's actually God Hands here in San Diego. (laughs) Please check them out. They're a beautiful, wonderful store with really friendly and really fantastic staff to be able to help you out with any of your your potential needs. Um, Thank you, Walter, for uh, doing all the behind the scenes uh, recording and for all the managing. Thank you to Magumi, who I know is behind the scenes as well with all the video editing and all that kind of stuff. And thank you again very much, Dennis, for being on the show with us tonight. And thank you all for having me. Always love to come on and just talk about Gundam. 
Yeah, sure thing. But yes, Walter, final words. I was going to say, uh, go ahead and plug your uh, social media spots where people can see you. Ah, um, yes. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter. I think my handle's like, what is it, cough or something? I can send you a link. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you just type in the Krosama. You should find me on Twitter. I'm actually really, really active on Twitter. Um, I, I have not been like previous to 2021. Uh, so that's new. Um, Krosama on Instagram, and of course, uh, YouTube is the Krosama. But yeah, you can find me in those places. All right, sounds Perfect. good. I'm sure I'm gonna subscribe, and Walter's gonna subscribe. So at least you got two, <laughs> two, two new people. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. All right, but yeah, thanks so much, Dennis. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Walter, for all your hard work, and we'll see everybody next time.